Hello, ladies, gentlemen, and non-binary friends. Welcome to Multicultural TV Talk, a Media Village podcast where we bring you interviews with talent and creatives from across entertainment, discovering their stories and how they're changing the face of stardom across media. As always, I am your host, Juan Ayala. Thank you so much for tuning in. Now, let's get to talking. So today's guest is an actress and voiceover artist you remember from all that, The Bold and the Beautiful, Passions, and she is back voicing La Cienega Boulevardes in the new series, The Proud Family, Louder and Prouder on Disney+. Plus. It's Elisa Reyes. Elisa, Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, what a beautiful introduction. Thank you so much for having me and happy Hispanic Heritage Month. Happy Hispanic Heritage Month. Um, so uh, diving into uh, the Proud family. So I grew up watching the show and was so excited one day. And whenever they announced like a revival or a reboot of something, I know some folks don't like reboots. I love <laughs> them. I love nostalgia. I love getting to see these things. Uh, with sort of a new, more grown-up, slightly more mature perspective. So what was it like for you revisiting this character after uh, 20 years since the original series came out? I was beyond excited to find out that we were coming back for a revival because a reboot is kind of like, you know, a brand new cast and a brand Mm -hmm. new everything. So this is kind of like us picking up from where we left off. And so... For me, to be honest with you, the minute I was able to get back into the studio, it was like I never missed a beat. La Cienica Boulevardes is really um, a part of my soul. She is what I like to call my alter ego. But, you know, it was just a matter of time. And I knew the fans would want the show to come back. And honestly, I feel so blessed to be having what I like to call a full circle moment. And with this era of Disney Channel uh, that the Proud Family originally came out in 2001, it was That's So Raven, uh, Kim Possible, Lizzie McGuire, like all of these shows that always had like, little lessons hidden throughout each episode. Mm-hmm. Um, one that particularly stood out for me was when Penny like went back in time um, to the MLK days and she gave her her I Dream a Dream speech and like does any episode of the original series in particular stick out for you to have that lesson that sort of like stays with you after the show's over? Well, you know, you know, I, for me in particular, I love when my last, uh, my character, last Annika Boulevard is bestowed the fact that she had duck feet and it just kind of, um, you know, expressed to the viewers that it doesn't matter what you look like on the outside. It's about the beauty in the inside. And that's mm-hmm. what I love about our show. We have, tons of morals and lessons and trials and tribulations we all go through. Uh, But we always really come back full circle as friends, you know, and I feel that we're all individually really organic and authentically a reflection of one another. Hence why the friendship of the girls are so strong. Uh, There's tons of episodes that I love, but one that I'm a really big fan of, particularly from season one of it being on Disney plus is my quinceanera episode for Mm. me for my Latin community and your soy being Dominicana from New York, you know, I was so proud that we have that episode because a lot of people don't know what a quinceañera is. Um, Some people haven't even experienced that. And uh, for me, it was such a beautiful coming of age story uh, in, in that particular episode. And for people, you know, to get an opportunity to learn about culture. And uh, that's the beautiful thing about Bruce and Ralph, you know, the, the creator and the producer of the show, they allow us to really just uh, touch on, on, on really beautiful ways that we can share that with the viewers. And, and we hope that the viewers that watch it just put their phones away and just, you know, get some popcorn and have a really good laugh and chuckle and maybe even learn something new. So with this newer, um, with the revival, um, Louder yes. and Prouder, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, the season two is set to come out uh, sometime in 2023. So what are you most looking forward to uh, for fans to see? Well, I'm excited about it coming out in February 2023. I have um, a really fun episode coming out called uh, a, um, a Perfect Ten, where Lassie Annika's duck feet come on back. And uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a funny episode. You're not going to want to miss it. But we have just an amazing outpour of amazing guest stars. You know, we have Chance the Rapper um, and, uh, you know, uh, Gabrielle Union. And I mean, the list goes on and on. I, I, what's amazing is that we have celebrities wanting to be on our show instead of us going to them they're coming to us like lizzo when she came on season one who she killed it as well as CeeLo, everyone that's been on her show killed it mm. and and for me that's been what's the blessing is that people want to be a part of this frequency you know i think now the key art the animation is so different we went from tweens to teens and now we have social media and now we have all these different things that these little genesee quads that we didn't have before and uh, now talking about activism, LGBTQ community, and like you said, you know, uh, even even in the original show, we always were that show that talked about all these topics. Uh, but I feel like now in 2022, going into 2023, people are just awoke and the time is now. Yeah. I remember there's uh, one particular episode just like rushed, uh, you know, talking about the show, all these memories just <laughs> came flooding back. The I think the most impactful episode for me was when uh, it was like the, uh, when Penny and a young Muslim girl did like the exchange program. They like spent the yes. night at each other's houses. And I remember as a kid learning what Ramadan was and what fasting was. I didn't know any of that. Yes. Like it's just so educational. And I love that it's continuing that message and continuing that activism through a kid show to just educate kids at this young age where they absorb all this information like a sponge and just being able to like you know, because especially not to get too political, but with certain uh, th- curriculum not being allowed to be taught in schools anymore or right. um, all of that. It's great that you have this on TV, on Disney Plus mm-hmm. for kids to just be able to watch and absorb all that info. I agree 100 percent. And that's why I think, you know, not not think I know Disney Plus is such a beautiful platform for us because we get a chance to teach uh, we get a, t- a chance to share. We get a chance to educate. We get a chance to just do everything that I call like across the rainbow. And what's great about our show is it's for like six to 60, eight to 80. It doesn't matter how old you are. And what I love is that you have the parents and now the children. And with me being a new mom of a one-year-old Rosemary, my beautiful little girl, she can even sit down and watch the program with me. And I think for me, especially being a mixed descent, that's what really attracted me to the role, to the cast, to to the tribe of Disney, uh, to the concept of the show was that I knew that it would be a really strong platform. And for me, being uh, a character that's strong in the Latinx community and representing, you know, the Latina culture, and, and she's a strong leading female character, I, I couldn't have asked for more of a blessed opportunity. And it being Hispanic Heritage Month, and um, just with our show being called Multicultural TV Talk, we always love to um, touch on representation, of course. So... Uh, what's the earliest memory you have of a TV show or a performance that made you feel represented for the first time? Sesame Street. Hmm. Seeing Maria. Yeah. The, yeah. you know, on Sesame Street. And I was learning how to do sign language on, on, off the show. And, uh, you know, uh, seeing her and, and she was like a teacher to me, like a babysitter. You know, if my mom was hmm. in the kitchen cooking, I would be sitting on the floor watching Sesame Street because as you know, you know, we didn't have a lot of things to resonate with. 
So mm. knowing that I play a character and that I'm on a show that is a beautiful United Nations melting pot of the world, honestly, almost makes me really emotional, especially as a mom, because now I know that every little kid, even an adult, even a dog, <laughs> she's a mama's <laughs> dog, <laughs> you know, can, can really just sit down and I pray that they just find, uh, you know, a beautiful resonating light from whatever we bestow from our episodes, because uh, I really feel with everything going on in the world, you know, all we need is love. And our show, The Proud Family, is so proud of the love that we have for each other. And that's why, by the grace of God, it's it's trucking along. And um, I do want to just quickly touch on um, one of your earliest credits on All That, another show I grew up watching and just absolutely adored. I see your, your All That. Um, oh, yeah. On <laughs> I the got a bunch of stuff behind me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so just what do you remember from working on that show back then? This like SNL for kids, basically. Um, and, and with so many folks who are still around today, like Keenan Thompson, speaking of SNL, you know, um, it's so great on the Emmys. I was so proud of him. I mean, he's such a busy guy, but we are really, really close. And even on the day that, uh, that he was hosting the Emmys, you know, we were able to still text chat. He's that grounded. We all still stay in touch. Uh, that is a tribe that I will always have a connection with. That show was a frequency very similar to the Proud family, Louder and Prouder, where there was nothing like it. Uh, I was a little girl in New York at the age of 12. And when I got the call that I was going to Universal Studios, Orlando, Florida, I did not miss a beat. I packed that bag and I was ready to go with my mama. And that show really opened up the door for me. You know, Brian Robbins, who created the show, who's now the president, I think, of Paramount and Nickelodeon. He is just, you know, uh, he was really the force and the drive of that, along with uh, Michael Tolan and Kevin Kay and all the amazing writers. And, you know, coming back onto the, now that was a reboot uh, in 2019. And reprising my role of Kiki the Island Girl and, you know, playing new roles and passing down the torch was just honestly another full circle moment that I remember when I was on that soundstage, it was immensely surreal and nostalgic and being a part of kid-friendly content, you know, whether it was when I was on Nickelodeon and now on Disney, I really couldn't have asked for a better um, journey uh, from God. And I just really am excited to see what the future has in store. And uh, lastly, just before we go, if you could go back and tell your 13-year-old self that you'd mm. made it this far, that you'd be in these projects once again years later, what do you think that their reaction would be? I think I, as a 13-year-old girl, would go, no way! Both of your shows are back again? How cool! And also, I think I would say to, my, you know, say to myself, like, you did it. I'm proud of you keep on trucking and keep on going. And, you know, that's what I love about my career is that there's so many doors and, and, and open endless possibilities. You know, um, I've been really blessed to work with people that don't put me in a box. And that's what I love about playing La Cienega is that mm -hmm. I never was put in a box. I never was forced to have to be this way or that way. And they were open about me ad-libbing and sharing stories and saying, oh, I think maybe we should say it this way or that way. And I never was ever, you know, shut down. The door was always open on all the projects that I've worked on. And for that, I'm immensely blessed because that doesn't always happen. And so, you know, I just pray and continue that my life continues that way. And in the interim, I'm just going to, as I like to say, ride the wave as gracefully as possible. <laughs> well, Alyssa, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today. And for the, both of these, you know, wonderful shows that, that you've been a part of that have done so much for 
uh, for me as a kid and as a sort of, you know, a, a young adult seeing all of the impact that it continues to have. It's, it's really, really wonderful to see. Well, you are a sweetheart. You're going to make me cry today, especially with me <laughs> being a new mom. I'm so emotional. But no, thank you so much. That really means the world to me. And it's it's people like you and comments like that that just make it all worthwhile. So mucho besitos and sending you so much love and light and high vibrations. Thank you so much. And uh, if anyone wants to give you a follow on Instagram, social media, where can our uh, lovely fans find you? I'm across the board on TikTok and on <laughs> on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and YouTube. Just find me Alisa Reyes or hit up alisareyes.com and right there you can follow me and give me a wave. Awesome. And folks, as always, you can give us a follow at MediaVillage.com on Instagram. Head over to MediaVillage.com for all of our reviews, interviews, podcasts, and more. Season one of The Proud Family, Louder and Prouder, is now available to stream on Disney+. I'm Juan Ayala, and you're listening to Multicultural TV Talk.